Welcome back to Two Guys, One Mike, a college football podcast, a podcast that is so excited for week four of the college football season. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Wilson, joined as always by my man with a plan, JT Hershowski. I don't know how I feel about being introduced as a man with a plan, more about man with the uh, man who just goes along with whatever seems to be happening. I think that's a better description for myself, to be honest. I'm, I'm hearing reports, rumors uh, that you have a huge plan for the lock show this week, that you're ready to go 5-0. and Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm always ready to go 5-0. and that's, that's weird. I'm always ready to give our listeners a guaranteed, guaranteed lock it up win on the week and guaranteed money. So, of course, I'm always ready for that. Yes, we're extremely ready and excited to bring you our locks. But first, we are going to introduce a new segment this week. Even has a sound effect. Uh, we're going to do a four-pack, which is going to be – try to do this every week. Maybe we'll expand it to a little six-pack if we have to. But it's just going to be our four must-watch games. If we had only four games to pick for the weekend of what we could watch, it would be these games. Not necessarily the best games. Sometimes it will be the best games. But it's really more to our preference, you know, JT's preference, my preference of what is most interesting to us. So we'll do that. Um, that won't take too long, just four uh, quick game previews. Maybe we'll touch a little bit on the games that are going on throughout the week. And then, as always, we'll bring you our locks. I want to say that I have four. Well, I know I have four, but I want to say you have five, right? I have five on the docket. We'll see how I feel as we talk through them. Okay. All right. Let's jump right into the four-pack. Perfect. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Perfect. Perfect. All right, I guess you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, kicking off in the SEC game that I am most interested in this week. It's at noon. It's on ESPN, and it is Florida traveling to Ole Miss. And I am very, very curious and excited to see how this Florida Gators team look. There's a lot of hype around this team this season, a lot of analysts, and a lot of people to be able to compete for an SEC East championship against Georgia, who's kind of controlled that division the past couple of years. Uh, and I'm excited to see how they get it started. I'm excited to see how the offense works and, and if Dan Mullen has his team ready to go week one and, and ready to compete for an SEC title and potentially, uh, obviously, a playoff berth. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This was actually, you know, I don't really know how we want to do this. I'm fine with just whatever game comes to mind first. But this was my number one. I am uh, really excited as well to see what Kyle Trask is going to do for Florida. He had a really good end of the year last year taking over for Franks. Um, I'm excited to see what Dan Mullen can do. It's just his year, man. This is the year he's got to make it happen. He needs to be Georgia. He needs to get to the SEC East. And then obviously on the other side, you have another very intriguing uh, storyline with Lane Kiffin. Um, they've got some good players. They've got some talent there. And I think that this has the ability to be kind of a high scoring fun game. And I'm excited to see what happens. And this is my number one game because I'm, I'm really just interested to see what Florida looks like. And I'm, Almost even more interested to see what Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss looks like. Yeah, very interested to see as well. Two exciting coaches, two exciting programs, and obviously our first chance to see if Florida can be a potential national title contender. All right, second up, I'm just going by the order of these games playing. So I'm going what game kicks off first. So Florida obviously kicks off at noon, so I did that one. The next one kicks off at 1.30, and that is TCU against Iowa State. Uh, for both teams, I'm very curious to see how these teams look. Obviously, Iowa State coming off a very disappointing opening loss to 
Um, um, Louisiana, just Louisiana, 31 to 14 in that game. Um, Brock Purdy in the offense looked really stagnant. They've had a bye week to try to figure things out. And they're going up against a TCU team who hasn't played yet, but got a boost. Uh, and I believe the quarterback's name is Max Duggan. Am I correct on that? Yep. Yeah, Max Duggan uh, is, should be able to go for this game. And the line for it has shrunk to just two and a half. Uh, it's going to be a very competitive game. I think it's going to be one of the most competitive games this season. I think it's still two very underrated teams in the Big 12 who, you know, obviously Iowa State lost that first game, but it was an out-of-conference game. And I think these are two teams, if a lot of things that go right, can compete for a Big 12 title. So excited to see how Iowa State bounces back in response to that loss. And excited to see how TCU looks with Mac Duggan at the, Max Duggan at the helm. helm. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, you're going to see a theme in my picks this week. The theme is obviously the and I'm going with Tennessee. I know, I know. I'm so excited for 330, man. Love the SEC as much as I love to hate on it. I also love to watch it. And Tennessee at South Carolina. And I'm just excited to see what Tennessee is this year, man. A lot of these, a lot of my games to watch this week, all of them actually are SEC games. And that's because I'm interested to see, you know, I'm interested to watch the first game of a lot of these teams and see what these teams are going to be. And Tennessee especially, I'm really interested to see if they're they're going to be any good, and I think this first game is going to be important. They, they might come out to a slow start, but I just I don't have a lot of expectations for South Carolina, so I really want to see Tennessee come out and win this game big and look convincing doing it. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll just go right along in line. I also have the Tennessee Volunteers traveling to the South Carolina Gamecocks. I think it's a very interesting game. I think Tennessee is a team that has a very potentially could be a very has a very good chance to be a dark horse this year in the SEC and make some noise and maybe beat some teams uh, that they probably wouldn't expect to be, beat, be beating this season. But I think they have to get off to a good start if they want to build that momentum. And it starts out week one, traveling to South Carolina, a program that I also think I'm very interested in seeing. Um, I think it's obviously Will Muschamp. It's his ride or die year. I think he needs to make a splash this year. He could be out the door. So I'm excited to see how Tennessee, who is a dark horse this year, traveling to South Carolina, uh, the line is very close, only three and a half, so it should be a good game. Uh, and I'm excited to just watch some SEC football get off and running. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, extremely excited for the SEC this weekend. And uh, another SEC game, as they all are for me this week, uh, I got Mississippi State going to LSU. And uh, similar reasons for, I guess, uh, Florida and Mississippi. Obviously, I'm interested in, you know, uh, Mississippi State, what they're going to do in Mike Leach, Mike Leach's first year. And that's a huge draw, but the even bigger draw is LSU, the defending national champions, and everyone is excited, interested, um, curious to get a looky-loo at this game and wonder what's going to happen with LSU, man. They've lost a lot of pieces, and I'm interested. I, I, You know, they've lost so many players. I want to say they've lost like 16, 17, 18 of their uh, 22 starters. They lost their uh, defensive coordinator. Ed Orgeron is still there, obviously, but They've lost a lot, and I'm just fascinated to see uh, how good they are. And, you know, a line preview as well. I want to say they're 16.5-point favorites, and I think with how much they lost, that's going to be a tough one to cover. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think I'm also excited to see, obviously, Mississippi State and how they look under Mike Leach and how that offense comes out, you know, week one. And they're going to be going up against an LSU defense that played a lot well last season. They, they were kind of actually seen as more of the downside of LSU. But actually, that team, that defense – played a lot better but it lost almost all of that talent so it's going to be very rebuilt defense going up against Mississippi State in a high-flying offense should be a, a very fun game to watch so that leads me to my last game that I'm really excited to watch this week it's a nightcap it's the Miami of Florida Hurricanes 
hosting the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, and this is all about Miami for me. I'm very intrigued to see how this team looks coming off a big road win was against Louisville, which was the game of the week last week. Now they come home and they obviously play. They host Florida State. It's a rivalry game. Florida State obviously coming off that really bad loss to Georgia Tech. Mike Norville actually won't be coaching this game. Um, but in general, it's kind of his second game to try to get this team back on track and try to find a way to turn the season around. So, I mean, of course, it's a, it's a very enriched um, uh, rivalry with a lot of tradition, a lot of hate in these programs. And I think it's programs trending in two different directions. And a lot of times when you see that in rivalry games, sometimes you see the exact opposite that can happen. And I still don't trust Miami of Florida completely. So I think this game can get crazy. So I'm very excited to see it for a multitude of reasons. My final game is uh, Kentucky at Auburn. I think Kentucky's going to be a good football team this year. Um, I think Auburn has the potential to be good. So I'm really interested to see what Bo, no- Bo Nix looks like in his second year. Interested to see what uh, Kentucky looks like with an actual quarterback. Um, Lynn Bowden's still there, though, so he still gets the chance to be a playmaker and carry the rock. They have a really good offensive line, really good defensive line. They're going to be doing things in the trenches, and I, I think it's going to be really fun to see them match up with Auburn and kind of a old school football game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points and I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. So yeah, for me, I had four sec games, obviously excited for the return of the sec and uh, you not as much. You had a few other things on the board, but I just couldn't put, I guess, uh, Miami of Florida versus uh, Florida state on here. I just, I don't know. I'm just not that excited about Florida state now. And I think that has blowout potential. All right. Well, we'll have to obviously wait and see what happens on Saturday night. So that was the, Lock four. I, I feel like it's a new segment. What? What's? What's? The what, four um, pack. The four pack. Yes, the four pack of what we're excited to to watch this week. Which leads us into our locks. That's what I was trying to do. Ah, uh, really like that. Perfect. Uh, I love it. <laughs> love it. All right. So let's move on to the locks. What the people are here for. What they love. What we love. Hasn't been a perfect start to the season, but now we've got some big games. And JT, what do you have first? All right, first up, I'm going to go with TCU plus three and a half. When I bet on this game on Saturday morning, I'll probably take the money line, but in terms of locks for the pod, I'm going to take TCU at plus three and a half. I swear I found it at plus three and a half on one of the sites. So it's a legit line. It's something that that you can get out there right now. Uh, TCU plus three and a half, and, and for a lot of the reasons that I kind of mentioned when I was talking about the game earlier. Obviously, Max Duggan back. Yes, they haven't played a game yet, but – I'm really high on this TCU program, and, and obviously Iowa State took a, a beating. And it wasn't just, you know, that, you know, they had a bad game. I truly think they got outplayed by that Louisiana team who obviously needed an overtime win the next week to beat someone in the Sun Belt. So uh, maybe Iowa State isn't as good as we expected them to be, and I think with Max Duggan back, this TCU offense will be looking to explode. So, And I get three and a half points on top of that. I, I feel good about TCU. My first lock is Kentucky plus eight going to Auburn. Uh, kind of touched on it on the four pack. I think Kentucky's a good football team. I think this is going to be a low scoring, uh, punch them in the mouth kind of game that's going to come down to the trenches. And I believe in Kentucky. I believe in their running game. I believe in their defense. And I did this just kind of screams to me a three point football game. I don't know who's going to win that three point football game, but if you're going to give me eight points for Kentucky, um, tra- playing Auburn with an offense that besides that Alabama game, besides that Oregon game at the beginning of the year, kind of bookend with good offensive performances. But in between those two performances, it was pretty ugly. With the COVID offseason, I don't see Auburn making a huge uh, jump up. I see there being a little bit of conflict with who's going to call the plays on offense. And 
I think Kentucky's got a great defense. So I think Kentucky is going to cover uh, eight points against Auburn. All right. You got Kentucky plus eight going to Auburn. That gets me up to my second game of the week. Uh, and I'm going to go with Army plus 13 and a half against uh, Cincinnati. Now, normally I try to stay away from a line when I first look at it. And I think, what the hell, that can't be right. And when I look at this line, that's what I think. We're talking about an Army team that not, doesn't often get blown out because they keep a game, because they keep games close, they keep it low scoring. Uh, and they're obviously, I think Army's had the more impressive wins in Cincinnati. The only team that Cincinnati's played this year was Austin Peavy. It was a glorified scrimmage. We're talking about Army. They blew out Middle Tennessee State. They blew out UL Monroe, at least some Division One football programs. And I think that they might just be a flat-out better team, maybe, possibly, not totally sure on that. I think they have the better experience on the field this year. Uh, and I also just think that the way they play, it's this is deemed to be a low-scoring game. I even think Cincinnati going into this game knows it's going to be low-scoring. It's going to be a grinded-out game, uh, and they're just looking to get a win any way they can. I get a whole 14 points to work with. I know that logic says that when you see a line like this, that it doesn't make sense. You should be thinking Vegas knows something, but 13.5 points just seems like an outrageous number. I have to take Army. Look, man, I mean – when I was looking at these lines this week and we've been doing this for a while now, two or three years. And every week there's always one line. I feel like that kind of stands out. It jumps out and I look at it and it just, I feel like I look at two teams playing each other and I can kind of guess the line pretty close. And then every once in a while something stands out and I'm like three or four points off. But when I think of army versus Cincinnati, my first thought would be maybe Cincy minus one, minus two, a pick them. When I saw 14 points, I, I mean, I thought like, am I losing my mind? Did I miss something? Is this actually Navy? Like I literally don't know what was going through my mind, but, but I'm with you obviously is what I'm trying to say here. I have army plus 14 or whatever you can get it at plus 13 and a half here as well. And it's a weird line. And like you said, I, I don't trust myself and I get scared when I see these lines because it seems like Vegas knows something. The only good thing about that this year is when Vegas knows something, a lot of it's going to be COVID news, which means the game might just end up getting canceled. So if what they do know is bad for the team you pick and the game gets canceled, then you just get your money right back anyways. So at least there's that. But I haven't had, heard anything come out yet. It's already Wednesday night here. So I'm taking RE plus 14 as well. I just think they're as good of a football team as Cincy. So give me two touchdowns. I'm going to take them all day. All right. Perfect. That leads me into what might be my last lock for the week. We'll see if I can talk myself wow. into the other two that I'm thinking about. This is one I feel really good about. I feel very good about Tennessee minus three and a half going to South Carolina. And this is more about how down I am on South Carolina. I really think that this is going to be a program that really struggles this year. I think if Will Muschamp is on the way out. And I think the opposite about Tennessee. I think it's a program that's on the rise, has a chance to be really good this year. Uh, and I think they want to come out and make a statement week one. Obviously, the way they finished the year last year, I think they won one, two, three, four, five. I mean, they finished last year on a six-game winning streak. When they played South Carolina last year, they beat them by 20 points. I don't see – and if anything, I see Tennessee being a better team this year and South Carolina being just the same or not worse. And, and obviously this game is on the road this year for Tennessee, but the crowd shouldn't be too much of a factor. Uh, they should be able to handle this on the road, I think. And I, I think this is a line that, to me, another one that I thought, you know, was going to be more 6-7. You know, uh, Tennessee is a favorite on the road. Uh, but Vegas has it down all the way at 3.5, but I still feel very comfortable with – with Tennessee covering three and a half points. Get it minus three at Bavado. Okay, I'll take minus three then. Give it. Yeah, I know that because I'm taking Tennessee as well, her second lock agreement. Yeah, I have Tennessee minus three going to South Carolina. 
all the reasons you touched on. I think Tennessee is a much better football team. I think morale is much higher there. Um, I think South Carolina, the morale is low. I think Will Muschamp is his last year unless something incredible happens. And like you said, Tennessee is on the rise. I also just think they're a much more talented football team. So, I mean, anytime the line, anytime I think someone's a better football team and the line is three, two, one points, I'm always going to take them to, to win the game and cover those few points. So this is probably the one I feel best about this week. I mean, I would think Army typically, but because it's just such a weird line, I almost don't feel good about it, like you said. So Tennessee minus three is my favorite line of the week, my lock lock of the week, but my third lock of the week. And I have one left if you don't have anything. Uh, I've, con- I've convinced myself into one more. Um and this is a line that I really wish I'd gotten earlier in the week. When this line opened, it was at 10. It got all the way up to 14 and a half. But because it's fallen below to 13 and a half, I like the Florida Gators minus 13 and a half against the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, I really believe in this Florida team. I think they're very balanced on both sides of the football. And I think Ole Miss is going to be in a very big rebuilding this year. Lane Kiffin obviously brings a lot of excitement to this program. But don't forget, he's still a first-year coach in a COVID offseason. And obviously it's a team that's going to be rebuilding massively. So Ole Miss, I don't really think I expect much from this year. And I think it's a Florida Gators team that obviously has had Dan Mullen there for a couple of years, coming off a really good year last year, a lot of good program continuity. And I think this is a team that knows that if they put it together, they can compete for a national title game. I think they come out week one ready to handle business, even though and now that I get it under 14, I feel very good about Florida winning by two touchdowns in this game. Give me Florida. Minus 13 and a half. I like it. I love it. I'm going to another Florida team and I'm taking with my final lock UCF minus 27 and a half versus I Eastern. I did this one. Yeah, versus Eastern Carolina University. Pretty simple logic for me, man. I think uh, UCF is going to be really good this year from what I saw against Georgia Tech. They were able to hang 49 on a good Georgia Tech defense. Um, they've played that game, obviously looked really good in it, won by 28 against a much better team. And they got a game under their belt. They're playing ECU, who has not played a game. UCF is a much better football team, much more talented. Um, you might think, oh, they're going to have a bit of a hangover this week. They might only win by 14. They might only win by 21. But I think UCF is going to be motivated this year, man. They're already around the 10th spot in the rankings. I think they're going to be motivated to blow out every single team they play because they want to make a statement. Although I think they have no chance, even if they win every game by 100, of getting in the playoffs. You, you can't tell the guys in the locker room that. They're going to think they have a shot if they can go out and blow out every team on their schedule. And even if it wasn't for that, I still think they're just so much better than ECU. So I think UCF's going to cover this pretty comfortably. Don't be surprised when they're up 20, 28 points in the first half. All right. I like it. Hopefully they can keep a hold of that lead uh, in junkyard uh, football time. So Yeah, hopefully they do cover. So that's our locks for the week. So let's move on here real quick and touch on all the games we didn't get to touch on between our four pack and our locks. And let's start with Kansas state. They're traveling to Oklahoma, some uh, COVID concerns for Kansas state in this game, but big game for Oklahoma getting to play their first big 12 game of the year. And that's uh 12 PM on Fox. Yeah. 12 PM on Fox. And obviously Oklahoma trying to beat the one team that beat them in the regular season last year in Kansas state. Uh, and I'm also excited to see how Spencer Rattler, their new quarterback, looks against a, a real actual like defense that will care against them. So very excited to see that. You've got Louisville taking on Pittsburgh on ACC network at 12 PM as well. Yeah. Low key ranked versus ranked matchup that doesn't include Clemson in the ACC. I, I'm interested to see how Pittsburgh looks, obviously two solid wins to start the year, but obviously against two unimpressive teams. And then how does Louisville 
bounce back against what was a pretty good shellacking last week against Miami. We have Texas taking on Texas Tech. Uh, Texas looked good against UTEP. I know it's UTEP, but one by 50-some points. Texas Tech, on the other hand, struggled mightily with Houston Baptist only winning that game by two points. So you'd expect Texas to win this one big. Yeah, definitely expect Texas to win this game comfortably. Uh, Texas minus 18 was a line that I was even looking at, but I uh, decided to stay away from. Oklahoma State is minus 8.5, uh, 3.30 p.m. on ABC, facing West Virginia. Oklahoma State's coming off, uh, obviously, that weird game against Tulsa that they nearly lost, but pulled it out with Shane Illingworth, the third-string QB. I'm not sure exactly if Spencer Sanders is back. I believe he's going to be like a game-time decision, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, obviously something to very much follow in this game. He was supposed to be a big part of why Oklahoma State was a dark horse to win the Big 12 this year, so obviously something to keep an eye on. But just in general, even though they won last week, it kind of feels like the the, the essence of this game is Oklahoma State going to bounce back after it was a bad week last week, facing a, a West Virginia team that also really hasn't that hasn't been tested yet this year. Yeah, then we have uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. We have Georgia taking on Arkansas on SEC Network. It's uh, Arkansas's coach Sam Pittman's first game. I um, believe he was the Georgia offensive line coach before this, so he gets to take on his old former uh, team right away. Yeah, what a way to start week one facing your former program. Um, obviously, Georgia, their sights this year are a national championship, uh, at least a playoff appearance in my opinion winning the SEC East again and trying to win an SEC championship. So uh, it's, it'll be exciting to see how Georgia looks uh, and with a new transfer quarterback as well. We have Alabama taking on Missouri on ESPN at 7 p.m. Eastern. Alabama's first game of the season. Yeah, Alabama's first game of the season. First chance to get a look at them and a first chance to see what's going on with the quarterback position. Obviously, Mac Jones is expected to be the starter, but I would be shocked if the freshman Bryce Young, I believe, uh, doesn't uh, get any – sort of reps in this game or any sort of time at all. Something that's super interesting is if you go on the CBS Sports app, you can and you they have odds set by the William Hill Sportsbook. Alabama is a 27-point favorite, and 95% of the public bets are on Alabama to cover this game. Yeah, that was a game I looked at. I think we both looked at it and thought about it, but just didn't pull the trigger. 27 is a lot in this uh, weird offseason week one, but We'll see. I want to say it's Eli Drinkowitz's first game for Missouri. He was the App State coach last year, so he'll want to get off to a good start and maybe at least keep this game close. Uh, next on SEC Network, again, we have Vanderbilt taking on Texas A&M at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, kind of the theme of this week really has been, especially for the SEC, is no real big-time games in the first week. It seems they've found a way to pair up what's expected to be a much stronger uh, team this year uh, against a team that's expected to not be as good this year. And so obviously Texas A&M, you know, ranked 10th in the nation. Of course, that's a poll with only three conferences. Uh, but again, another team that I think could be a very, has a very good chance to be a dark horse this year in the SEC West. If a lot of things click their way uh, and you got to beat Vanderbilt to start off, which, which they should do comfortably. Finally at 8 PM on ACC network, we have NC state taking on Virginia tech. Uh, so another game with COVID concerns, uh, similar to Kansas State, Oklahoma. But if this day, game does go on through, then I'm definitely interested to see how Virginia Tech looks this year. Yeah, definitely very interested to see how Virginia Tech looks this year. Uh, yeah, but this is a chance. This is a chance for NC State to get an upset win. They've already played a game this year, uh, and Virginia Tech coming into this their first game of the year. Uh, and I think even if they do play this game, it's going to be a roster that's being pretty restricted because of COVID concerns. So. I think it's a great chance for NC State to, to get off and get out to a 2-0 start. Do you have anything else for us, JT? 
I got nothing, but it's great to have four conferences back in play, or three conferences, excuse me, back in playing, and then eventually getting to four with the Big Ten coming in October. But it feels like the real first real week of football for, for whatever reason. So excited to have it back. Yeah, it's it's been a slow uh, ramp up. We had, you know, obviously the D2 football and then FCS football and then FBS football and then Power 5 football. Now the SEC, and then we got to wait a month for the Big Ten and then maybe another week for the Pac-12. It's just slowly, slowly ramping up over a two-month period. So this does feel like the first real week. And then obviously, you know, October 24th when we have the four conferences going, who cares about the Pac-12, right? And that will be a great weekend as well. So I'm excited for this weekend for sure. All right. Seems like JT has cut out. So we'll be back Monday morning at 6 a.m. for our review of week four. That was JT Yershowski. I'm Jacob Wilson. Thank you for listening to Two Guys, One Mike.